You are now listening to the Bayshore Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God, connect to people, and to serve the community. Thank you for joining us today and wherever you are listening. We hope that this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Our prayer is that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, Bayshore. How are you guys doing this morning? It is so good to be here in Millsboro this morning. If we have not had the pleasure of meeting before, uh, my name is Cotter, and I am the Next Steps pastor at our Rehoboth campus. Um, but something you might not know about me is I actually grew up here at the Millsboro campus. So I'm a Millsboro campus OG. I sat right over here, like six, seven rows back on the left side. That was our spot every single Sunday. We watched the power team from over there, if you guys remember when they came. Um, so I'm just uh, so honored to be here hanging out with you guys this morning. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing Thanksgiving. Who got to eat some pumpkin pie? I had like three different pumpkin pies. They were, they were amazing. Um, and so I'm, I'm so glad to be with you. And I'm sure we have a lot of our normal crew that is joining us online because they're traveling this morning for the holiday weekend. And uh, each Sunday, we have people that join us through our online family, whether they are in different states or different countries. I think it's so cool that we are able to um, provide church for people that are all over the world. And and somebody that I want to give a huge shout out to this morning is my buddy Nick. Um, So Nick is the veterinarian for our dog. We have a a Siberian Husky, and I, I took him to the vet, and I met this guy, Nick, and he said, hey, I watch Bayshore online every single Sunday. I thought that was the the coolest thing. And so, Nick, if you're watching online, I want to give you a huge shout out. And uh, can we make some noise for everybody that's joining us online this morning? So Thanksgiving is a, a great time for road trips. It is the perfect time to hop in the car and just drive away from work and everything and go hang out with family, eat some food, watch some football. It is just the, the perfect time to travel. And recently, my family, we went to Virginia to hang out for a week. And, and I'm the type of driver that when I go on a road trip, I've got Google Maps up on my phone like the entire time. Even if I know exactly where I'm going, I have to have that up the entire time. Does anybody else like that? You just need that safety net. There's, there's something that just reassures me about having a little robot voice that says, yes, you're going in the right direction. And, and I like how they have, like, they tell you exactly where to be in which lane. There's like four lanes. You know exactly which one to be in. I just think that is so cool. And, and so on this trip to Virginia, I had Google Maps up on my phone the entire time. And, and I have been to this place that we went almost every year of my life. And so I probably could have driven there blindfolded, but I just like that safety net that Google Maps gives me. And I think this comes from when I first started driving, because when I got my license, Google Maps was not invented. We we barely had cell phones, let alone cell phones that knew where you were at at every single second. And and so when I uh, started driving, we had these um, gigantic, big paper maps. Do you guys remember those? I think we got a picture we can put up. You guys remember those? That's, uh, you guys are clapping, but that's a terrible way to take a road trip with one of those things. That is not safe. You got to have a co-pilot that's telling you which road you're on and take the 474 to the 24, and I don't know what that means. Um, but those big paper maps, those were, were uh, uh, what we used on our road trips growing up, and they were not very safe. And then when I started driving, we had MapQuest. 
guys remember MapQuest? So if, if you're too young for MapQuest, this is like a terrible version of Google Maps. <laughs> and so we would we'd get on our desktop computer, we would dial in to our dial-up internet, and we would use our free AOL internet trial, and then we would hop on MapQuest and type in where we wanted to go, and then it would, it would give you these instructions, and then it would give you like a little black and white map telling you where to go. And then you'd get in the car and you'd have these papers while you're trying to drive and, and not hit things. It was, it was not the best. And, and then technology advanced a little bit. And then we got Garmin's. How many of you guys had a Garmin? Garmin's were pretty awesome. They, they were like very similar to Google Maps. And, and they kind of would show you exactly where to go. And, and the cool thing is the little blue triangle, that represents your car. But you could change that to anything. You could be like a Star Wars spaceship. You could be anything. Those were cool. But the problem is they usually had out-of-date maps because you had to pay extra and plug it back into your computer to download the up-to-date maps. And, and when I was in high school, I worked for my dad, and we um, used these out-of-date garments to get us to all of our job sites. And so we'd be, we'd be driving and we'd say, hey, turn left. And the only thing on the left would be a giant cornfield. And I was like, there's... There's no road there. That road has not been invented yet. And, and now we've got iPhones, and they know where we are all the time, which is a little creepy, but at least they know, like, they tell us where we're supposed to go. And, and man, it's so important to have things that are keeping us going in the right direction, isn't it? Whether it's in life or when we're in the car, it's so important to have things that are keeping us on track and, and going in the right direction. And so this morning, we're going to look at something that helps us keep moving in the right direction. And we're going to start today by looking at a story from the Old Testament of the Bible. And we're going to talk about the story of Jonah. And Jonah is, is very memorable. Um, he's mainly memorable because of how many bad decisions he made. Jonah just made some awful decisions. And uh, his story starts out with God asking him to do something. And Jonah does the exact opposite of what God asks him to do. This, the third verse in his book says, Jonah ran away from the Lord. And so this guy, he's trying to run away from God. You know, God who like made the earth and made Jonah and made everything and knows everything and sees everything. Jonah is trying to run away from him, which was not a great decision. And, and there's a lot of things that we can learn from Jonah from throughout his story, but we're just going to hit the fast forward button on the early part of his story today to look at, at what I want us to check out today. And so Jonah, he tries to run away from God, and that didn't work, obviously. And so he's trying to run away, and he hops on this boat. And then he's on this boat, and the storm comes up, and they throw him overboard, off of the boat, and then he's, he's sinking in the water. He gets swallowed by this huge fish, which sounds awful, but that was actually God's way of rescuing him. But things, they were, they were just not going well for Jonah at all. He was having a super rough time, and it was all because of this decision that he made to not listen to God. And so that brings us to the section that we're going to look at Today, Jonah had been on this journey of running from God. He was thrown overboard. He was swallowed by this huge fish. And, and then as he's in this huge fish, he starts praying to God. And, and this is really the turning point of Jonah's story. You know, he had some other challenges later on, but this is the moment when he realized that even though things um, were, even though things were going bad, God still cared about him. So Jonah is, he's running from God. He gets swallowed by this fish. And, and as he's inside of this fish, 
He starts praying to God, and that's really when things changed for him. It's a moment when he realized that even though he was trying to run away, God still cared for him, he still loved him. And, and I love this because it gives us so much perspective of Jonah at this moment. Before this, he was just focused on himself. He was running away from God. He was trying to live and do things his own way. And then when he's in this fish, he stopped, and he, and he started praying, and he started to understand that, that God had patience with him, and God had a plan for him. And I think what we see the most through Jonah's prayer today is, is how thankful he was, and that thankfulness that Jonah had, even in such a bad situation, that got him back on course. And, and after this prayer, once he finished this prayer while he was in the fish, the Bible tells us that Jonah escaped the fish, and he obeyed God's original request. And, and that prayer, it changed things for him. And I really believe that the thankfulness that Jonah expressed in this prayer was a really big reason for that. And so today we're going to look at how thankfulness gets us going in the right direction. Jonah's thankfulness, it changed the course of his life. Things were going very bad for him. But when he stopped running from God and he started thanking God, that's when things changed for him. So we'll hop in here. If you have your Bible, we're going to be in Jonah chapter 2. If you don't have a Bible this morning, we've got a ton of Bibles, and we would love for you to grab one before you leave. They're right over here on the left side of the room. So we're going to be in Jonah 2, starting in verse 2. We'll put this on the screen. And so this says, um, it says, he cried out. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. So Jonah, he had disobeyed God, and his disobedience, it caused this storm to come up. And then he had been thrown overboard. He was sinking in the water. He thought he was going to die, and then God rescued him. Now, God rescued him in a strange way, having this fish come up and, and swallow him. But, but God rescued him, even though Jonah had disobeyed God, God still rescued him. And so Jonah's in this fish, and he's, he's thinking back over all that had happened, and he's choosing to focus on this rescue and not on all of the pain that he had been through. He's choosing to focus on still being alive and not on that bad situation that he was in. So he chose to find something to be thankful for rather than complaining about all of the negatives that were right in front of him. And, and I think the lesson for us is that in life, we can be frustrated by all of the things that go wrong, or we can choose to look for something to be thankful for. And we can choose to be frustrated by all of these things that go wrong, all these things that we can get upset by and, and frustrated by, or we can choose to look at the good that God is doing. And, and that's what Jonah did here. He had a long, long list of all the things that he was upset about, all the things that he could complain about, things he could have been mad and frustrated by, but he chose to ignore all of that, and he looked for things to be thankful for. And so the first way that thankfulness gets us going in the right direction is that thankfulness overcomes negativity. Thankfulness overcomes negativity. When we are thankful, we see the good. We see the reason to praise, the reason to be joyful. And we'll put that verse back up on the screen. It says, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. 
Jonah's thanking God for all of the ways that God provided for him. He said that he called out to the Lord in his trouble, and God answered him. He says that he was dying, and he called to God, and he heard him. And what stands out to me about this is that Jonah, he chose to see the good. Jonah chose to see the good. He could have complained about how God had allowed him to suffer. He could have complained about why God didn't rescue him sooner. He could have complained about all kinds of things, but instead, he chose to see the good things that God did for him. And he overcame those negative thoughts by choosing to be thankful. And so this past summer, um, I got to hang out with my brother at our grandparents' uh, beach house down in Rehoboth. And my brother is about three years older than me, and, and we're super tight. And um, so this is just an, an amazing weekend. We spent the weekend down there just playing Xbox and bodyboarding and eating Pringles. It was like I, I hopped in a time machine back to when I was 14 years old. It was, it was amazing. We got a picture of us that we can put up on the screen um, so that's my brother and I hanging out down there at the beach, and, uh, and the whole weekend it was just such a throwback to when we were kids, and when we were kids, we always spent so much time at our grandparents' house, but the thing about grandparent houses is that they could be kind of creepy, you know what I mean? Was anybody else kind of scared of, of somewhere in your grandparents' house growing up? Uh, our grandparents' house, it's, it's over 100 years old, and so I, I will not go in the basement, I refuse because it's like a dirt floor. I don't know what's been growing down there all of these years. I'm terrified of, of what's happening down there. And, and you can find some wild stuff in a grandparent house. And so a few years ago, we were down there, and uh, it was my brother, it was my mom, and it was my grandmother and I. And, and one night, we walked into my, my grandmother's bedroom, and we found a bat on the wall. Not like a baseball bat, like a living rabies-infested bat. And, and so we saw this bat, and we were... We were terrified. Now, in my mind, every single bat that has ever existed either is going to turn you into Batman or it is going to give you rabies. And I don't know if that's true. I don't know where I learned that from. But, but in my mind, that's what I think of, of every bat. And so since my brother and I, we were the young ones. So, like, we had to step up and be confident about handling this, this bat situation. And, and we were at uh, my grandparents' house, but it's like their vacation house. And so there's, there's hardly anything there. And so we were looking for something we could use to kind of get this bat out of the house. And so the only thing we could find were these old, uh, like, wooden crab nets. You guys know the ones with the long wooden poles and then the little green netting? That's, that's what we found. And so our plan, that seems crazy, but our plan was to, to catch these bats in, or catch this bat inside of one of our crab nets and then sprint it out the front door before it, it got loose and, and bit anyone. And so it took like an hour, we, we were trying to get this bat out of the house, and, and we were using these crazy crab nets, which is like the only thing we had, and, and finally my brother caught it and sprinted out the front door, the bat like released and, and went out into the wild and took its rabies somewhere else, and, uh, and it was crazy, it was such a crazy uh, story, but the only tool that we had to get that bat out of the house were, were these crab nets, and, and so we used them, and and it worked. And, and look, the, the tool that we have in our lives to fight negativity is thankfulness. The tool that we have in our lives to fight negativity is thankfulness. When we're stuck on our problems, when we're stuck on the things that don't go according to our plans and the things we're frustrated by, we can get in a cycle of negativity. And the negatives are so easy to see. How many of you guys know that all the negative things are so easy to see? 
I feel like in life there's always a magnifying glass on all of the things that don't go right and the things that are painful and difficult and the things that we want to complain about. And when we're focused on all of those things, it's so easy to miss all of the good things that are happening. It's so easy to miss all of the good things that God is doing in our lives. But when we choose to be thankful, we can overcome negativity. Jonah was still in a bad situation when he was praying this prayer, but he chose to be thankful. There were so many things he could have been upset about, but he didn't let that prevent him from finding the good. He chose to let his thankfulness speak louder than the negativity. And, and when we are thankful, we can overcome negativity in our lives. Now let's hop back in to this chapter again. We'll move down to Jonah chapter 2, verse 6. And we can put this up on the screens. It says, I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth whose gates lock shut forever. But you, O Lord my God, snatched me from the jaws of death. Now, the first thing I got to say after reading this is that Jonah's prayer sounds awesome, right? Like Jonah's using all these crazy big words. He's talking about the jaws of death. He's talking about the mountains and the earth. When I pray, I just, I say the word awesome a lot. I say like, God, thank you so much for how awesome my coffee was this morning. Like, it was so good. And, and God, thank you for, for when you uh, had the windows on my 15-year-old car roll up just before the rain hit. That was awesome, right? Well, uh, you know, Jonah's prayer is amazing, but what he's talking about here, he's talking about when he got tossed off the boat. And he's thinking about what that experience was like of, of sinking down in the water. He, he felt like he was going to drown. He felt like it was all going to be over. And then God stepped in and, and rescued him. He says that God snatched him from the jaws of death. And, and I think what we can learn from what Jonah is going through in this verse as he's praying to God is that thankfulness gives us perspective. Thankfulness gives us perspective. Jonah is looking back at, at this moment where he almost died and, and he praises God for rescuing him. He sees how God intervened when everything seemed hopeless and as he looks at what God did for him, it makes him aware of how serious his situation was. He realizes how close he really was to the end of his life. And Jonah's thankfulness opened his eyes to see how God saved him. And, and something that I've been thankful for a lot over the past year is my son. Uh, my wife, Emily, who's over here, uh, we've been married for a little over seven years. And our, our first son was born um, about, about a year ago. He just turned one over this summer, and, and there's a picture of him, and, uh, and so he's growing and growing, and he's learning new things every day, and he's just moving around a ton, like that's been his thing the last few months, he's just getting more and more mobile, and so he first started like, you know, rolling over, and then he started crawling slowly, and then crawling really fast, and then um, he started walking, and now he's just running all over the place and getting into all kinds of stuff, and, uh, and this photo, we can toss that photo back up on the screen, um, so, so in this photo, um, this was him standing on our TV stand. And so I took this photo earlier in the summer, and he wasn't able to walk yet at this point. So he would just kind of crawl to the edges of the room and kind of pull himself up on furniture. And one of his favorite things to do was come over to this TV stand. And if you see, there's some glass where his right hand is. And he would bring a toy over, and he'd just smash on the glass as hard as he could because it, it made a really loud sound. And he he thought it was absolutely hilarious, and, and so this day that I took this photo, he, he had done this so many times. Like, I think I set the record for the most times saying no before 8 a.m. that day. Like, it was, 
it was a very intense day. And, and I think about our son. Like, he is, he's too young to really understand what we mean when we're trying to get him to stop doing something dangerous. Like, he doesn't understand why electrical sockets are bad, why it's bad to eat random stuff that he finds on the floor, why it's bad to smash glass with toys. And, and he just wants to explore whatever he sees in front of him. He doesn't, he doesn't really understand, but Emily and I, what, what we do is, as his parents is we try to get him to understand the bigger picture. We try to prevent him from getting into this danger, and we try to just explain, like, this is really what's going on. This is why we don't want you to get into these bad situations. And, and what's so cool about Jonah's prayer here is that his thankfulness is helping him to see the bigger picture. You know, he's being intentional to look beyond what's right in front of him, and he's focusing on how God provided for him. His thankfulness, it helped him to see the danger that God prevented him from, the danger that God rescued him from. And look, Jonah, he, he was in the belly of a fish. He was still in a bad spot in a very difficult situation to be thankful in, but he tried to see God's involvement during that. And because of that, he was able to see that God prevented him from dying. He was able to see that God was still looking out for him. And it's easy for us to see things like pain and difficulty and struggle. It's so easy to see all those things that are right in front of us, but we can't always see the bigger plan. We can't always see the bigger purpose for what we're going through. Seeing that is hard. Seeing that takes effort. And I believe that it takes intentional thankfulness. It takes us trusting that God is looking out for us. It takes us trusting that God cares about us. And when we look for those ways that God is taking care of us, we're going to see it. We're going to see how he's providing for us. Jonah, he had to put in a lot of effort to look beyond his situation to see how God was looking out for him. And God is looking out for you. God cares about you. He is there for you. And when we take the time to find things to be thankful for, it helps us to see that. Thankfulness gives us perspective. Let's hop down to verse 9. We'll put Jonah 2, verse 9, up on the screen. So this says, But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise, and I will fulfill all my vows, for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. This is the, the last part of Jonah's prayer. And, and what's so cool about this verse is that we see Jonah come to a place where he's aware of how he's fallen short and he's ready to make real changes in his life. Now, this adventure that he'd been on, it, it started with him choosing to reject God. He, was, he knew what was right. He knew what God wanted him to do. And he, he chose to do the opposite of it. And it got him into some really, really bad situations. But now... He's taking action to be a different person. He's being intentional about changing how he's living. And what we can learn about thankfulness here is that it helps us to move forward. Thankfulness helps us to move forward. Jonah messed up, and he had to go through some mess because of that. But here he points to a few actions that he is going to take to move forward. He says that he's going to offer sacrifices with praise. He says that he will fulfill all of his vows. He is making real impactful change in his life to be proactive so that he won't make the same mistakes again. And I think it's so cool that he put actions to his words here. He is thankful for what God has done for him and that thankfulness 
It's causing him to act differently. That thankfulness changed him. And that's what thankfulness can do for us. It can help us to move forward. There are always things that we can be frustrated about. There are always things we can be bitter about, reasons for us to be angry at our situation or other people, reasons for us to be angry at ourselves. But when we're thankful, when we're focused on seeing the good in life, then we can move forward. We can let go of our pain and our frustrations and move on. And we'll toss this verse back up. I want to look at the last line of this one more time. It says, For my salvation comes from the Lord alone. My salvation comes from the Lord alone. Jonah had rejected God. It landed him in a bad spot, but God rescued him even though he didn't deserve it. And because of that, Jonah made a recommitment to live for Jesus. He said, look, I've disobeyed God. I've ignored how God said that I should live. And the result of that was awful. So I'm going to change how I'm living. And I'm going to live for God now. I'm going to obey him. I'm going to praise him. And Jonah says that the salvation that he has, it comes from the Lord alone. He's, he's trusting in Jesus alone for his salvation. And look, that's where our salvation comes from. Our salvation comes from Jesus alone. We, we have times where we make mistakes. We have times where we ignore the life that God wants for us. And we, we make up our own rules about how we think we should live and what we think is right. And when we do that, that leads to pain. It's never fulfilling, it's, it's never satisfying, but just like God was there for Jonah, Jesus, he will always be there for us, and he will always be there to save us for our mistakes. So if you're in a spot today where you've made some bad choices, and, and you've chosen to live your way and, instead of God's way, and, and it's led to pain, know that Jesus is still there for you. God will never, ever abandon you. You might feel like you're drowning. You might feel like life is getting the best of you, but Jesus is still there for you. And he's waiting on you to call on him and waiting for you to come back for him. Jonah, he went through a lot of pain before he decided to come back to Jesus, but Jesus was always there for him. He was always there waiting for Jonah to reach out, and and Jesus is always there waiting for us to reach out. Even when we've rejected God, even when we've chosen to go on our own path, he's there for us when we call out to him. Jonah's thankfulness, it it caused him to move forward. It caused him to make a change. And today can be the day that you choose to make a change in your life. When you choose to say, I've had enough of living my own way. I've had enough of making my mistakes and making my own rules for my life. Today I'm going to stop that. And today I'm going to start living for Jesus. I'm going to do life God's way. Thankfulness is life-changing. It can help shift our focus moment by moment onto the positives, and it can change the course of our life. And, and so I want us to close today by looking at a couple of practical ways that we can be more thankful, some things that we can do each day and each moment that will help us to see God's hand in our lives, just some things that we can do to make thankfulness a habit so that God's love for us is our focus. And these are super practical things. I will have a few of them, and, and they may not all be for you, but, but maybe one of them is. And, and so the first one is to set a reminder on your phone each day to be thankful. Set a reminder on your phone each day to be thankful. I use phone reminders for everything. They remind me to, to wash my clothes and to do the dishes. They remind me to make the Walmart pickup order and to pay my taxes. You know, phone reminders are are amazing. And, and so why not set a reminder on your phone each day? It could be at 
8 a.m., it could be at 1 p.m. Pick a time whenever you feel like you need it. Just pick a time and, and remind yourself to be thankful, to look at what God's doing around you. So that each day you'll have a moment to stop and reflect and remember that God deeply cares about you. The second thing, tell someone in your life that you're thankful for them. Tell someone in your life that you're thankful for them. It could be your friends, your kids, your spouse, your family. Make a point each day to tell someone in your life that you're thankful for them. And, and be specific. Tell them why you're thankful for them. Tell them what it is that they do that makes your life better. Tell them what they do that you appreciate. And the third thing, when things don't go according to plan, look for a blessing. When things don't go according to your plans, look for a blessing. There's always something to be grateful for. If you're driving in your car and, and you're stuck in traffic, at least your heat works. And then if your heat breaks, well, at least you still have a car. If your car breaks down, well, now you got a really good excuse to miss work, right? There is always an angle for us to look at our situation and find something that God has done for us that we can appreciate. Thankfulness, it changes our perspective and it, it brings us joy. It, it pulls us out of our bubble and it reminds us of how big God is. It reminds us that even though we are so small, the God of the universe cares deeply about us and he cares deeply about everything happening in our lives. There's always something to be thankful for. We just need to find it. We need to appreciate it. And we need to thank God for it. And, and look today, if you are like Jonah and, and you have reached the end of your rope, if you've been walking down your own path and, and not living for Jesus and, and you're not satisfied with the result of that, today can be the day when you choose to live your life for Jesus. This can be the moment when you let go of your past, when you let go of living your way and you choose to do life God's way. And if you're here today and, and you want to make that choice and, and you need someone to chat with, our, our staff and volunteers are always here to chat with you. Thankfulness, it changes the way that we see the lives we get to live each day. And, and I think that's awesome. I think that there is so much to be thankful for in every single moment of life. And so this week, let's look for the good that God is doing in our lives. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for, for this day. I thank you for everything you've done for us. And I thank you for the story of Jonah and, and just how, how he had so much that went wrong for him. And, and he tried to run away from you. But even though he went further and further and further trying to get away from you, you were always there for him. You were always there because you love him. And, and I thank you, God, that you have that same love for us. I thank you that even when... When we make mistakes and, and we choose our own path, you still love us and you still care about us. And you sent Jesus to die for us so that we could have eternal life. That's, that's how much you love us. And I pray, God, that we will know that love, that we will appreciate that love. And, and I pray that it will help us to see how you're providing for us in each moment, in the small things and in the big things. And I pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bayshore Podcast. I want to encourage you to take this message you just received and allow it to go deep into your soul and let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thanks to everyone that gives generously to Bayshore. It's because of you that this ministry is possible, creating life change all over the world. You can be a part of spreading the message around the world by going to bayshore.online 
and clicking give. For all things Bayshore, visit bayshore.online to find out what your next step may be. You can subscribe right here and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.